Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is CMO Moves, the podcast that showcases the human side of game-changing leaders. Here's their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. We hope you'll enjoy their stories and take away a few tips and inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey everybody, welcome to CMO Moves. I am here today uh, with Aaron North, who is the Chief Marketing Officer of Mint Mobile. Aaron, hey, how are you? Hello. Good morning. Happy Hello. Thanksgiving week. Yes, happy Thanksgiving week indeed. Aaron has the most beautiful backdrop. So, Aaron, where in the world are you? Uh, well, in Southern California. So, our headquarters is in Costa Mesa, and I live about half an hour south in Laguna Niguel. Nice. Are you from California originally? I am. I was born and raised here, which is, seems to be a rarity nowadays. And you're a surfer, right? I am. Yes. Yeah. I love that you surf. My, my, I'm from Florida. My husband surfs. I, I love the beach. Do you make it out as much as you would want to? Yeah, it's pretty special the way we've got our situation here. I like to go, I like to go during regular hours, but oftentimes I go super early, what we call nice. a dawn patrol here. So If I'm going to go surf, I'm usually up when it's still dark around 5 a.m., get to the beach around 5.30 and get in a session before before the day starts. Nice. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your family. What things do you like to do? Did you discover any hidden talents during quarantine we should know about? All that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, well, I've got a beautiful wife and a lovely little boy. He's going to turn seven here in a few weeks. So it's a really fun time for us because it's at that super fun age where I'm actually off this week on vacation. So yesterday I took my son on a bike ride and we actually rode to the beach and had fun. And then in the afternoon we were both looking at each other and 
hey, dad, you want to go throw the football? And I was, oh, yeah, this is the best. So can't, can't have just, Thanksgiving week without a little of that. I'm, I'm glad uh, you're taking the time off. But thank you for being here with us today, because I know this takes time out of your Thanksgiving. Yeah, week, so well, this is fun. It. This is absolutely fun. And it's actually the perfect week because a lot of our programs are out in the wild right now and running. So there's just a, a temporary reprieve for me before we start getting into 2022 executions. I hear that. We'll get into some of those programs and, and some of the work that you and your team are excited about, what's coming down the pike for Mint Mobile. But first, let's talk a little bit about your career path. And for our listeners, before we started recording, Aaron and I were just talking about his background and it's quite fascinating. And I think I want to talk a little bit about how intentional you were with some of those moves or what made you make the move. I'll just let you tell them a little bit about your journey, Aaron, and then I can maybe ask some questions along the way. Yeah. And I think that's super interesting that you talk about intentionality with moves and maneuvers because my parents saw it in me when I was a child. I think I'm a sort of like born entrepreneur, if you will, like this idea of starting your own business and doing your own thing and growing that way has always been in my life. I have it in my baby book. I made a flyer when I was a child that said, Aaron's my name. Taking out your trash cans is my game. <laughs> but oh, like, that's awesome. I would have to dig to find it, but it does exist. <laughs> uh, but it's fun because you talk about intentionality and my parents really pushed and motivated hard Uh, when I was a child, both scholastically, but also like from a self-sufficiency standpoint and being able to earn, save, and then spend, which has carried through my life. I was actually a pre-med student in college for three years, and that was my father's dream, but I didn't love it. And I ended up making a switch in college to marketing, a business administration degree with a focus in marketing. And it's something I loved and I really realized my passion for it then. And it was one of those where I struggled in school as a pre-med student. I I struggled. It was my first time ever receiving an F. And as it turns out, genetics is a really complicated subject. And when your (laughs) professor writes the genetics textbook, like you better straddle up because it's going to be hard. But when I switched, it just, it felt right for me and in my career, I started 10 years at agency side, whether it was shopper marketing, consumer advertising, I ran the gambit. And one of the things I was very intentional about was not working on the same type of business twice. I wanted breadth and depth in um, the things I was working on. So I did bounce around from sort of client sector to client sector. And then 10 years in, I did have some really strong success in my career. I worked on clients where we were doing cool things and that seemed to propel move after move. And as most young folks know, when you're in an agency, you have to bop around a little bit Mm -hmm. to get advancement. I hope that is changing in the space, but we still see it even on my side, being the client side now that there is a lot of movement. And I think that's maybe a function of lack of opportunity to your young agency talent. But I did move around and then eventually got to a point where I had had, you know, quite a bit of success and the reward for success in the agency world is more clients, or at least the agencies I was working at. And that got to a point where it was physically unbearable. And I had an ocular migraine at work, which I'd never heard of one of those before. And it's a trip. Like I went blind. So like I lost my vision sitting at my desk. Yes. And my fingers started to go numb. It was a weird deal. So sort of like talked to the person next to me and was like, Hey, there's this weird thing going on. I'm not really sure what it is, but let's just 
keep talking sort of passed. And when I went to the doctors and got it all checked out, they asked if I was really stressed out. I said, absolutely. I work in an agency. Of course I'm stressed out. And they said it was probably an unhealthy level of stress. And that was when I wanted to make a shift from agency side to client side. Now I had that in my sort of plan, my Mm -hmm. career plan before that. And when I was up in Los Angeles, I went and got my master's. So I have an MBA. I got it in entrepreneurship and marketing. Okay. So you went back for your MBA. You didn't do it right after undergrad. Correct. I worked about five years, I think was the recommendation or something like that, four Mm -hmm. or five years. And then was fully employed at an agency while I was getting my MBA. So maybe some of that stress was self-inflicted. I was going to say, Aaron, you didn't learn your lesson. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, but I couldn't take time off work to go study. I wish I yeah. could, but you know, I got the most out of that experience and really applied myself a lot. But the whole dream was to eventually move client side and when I got the opportunity and interviewed it, Taco Bell was not the darling at the time. I actually interviewed with Taco Bell while they were going through that bogus beef lawsuit. Mm. And my, my, the person I interviewed with who ended up becoming my boss and a mentor of mine, Tracy LaRocca, she actually showed me the advertisements that Taco Bell was reviewing to go out and combat the messaging and the brand impacts that were going, that were happening to Taco Bell brand. And I gave her basically a creative review in that meeting and that helped land me the job, but it was fantastic because that was an opportunity where I moved from being a person who is an influencer. I feel at an agency, you, you are always come with lots of ideas and your recommendations and you're mm-hmm. trying to have influence on a decision. Whereas at Taco Bell, I was put into a role where we were actually making decisions. And that was just, for me, it provided so much more satisfaction and gratification mm-hmm. with the work product. And I love marketing. I'll tell you, it sounds nerdy to say it, but I love this stuff. It's so fun. Yeah. And it was really hard for me on the agency side to continually provide recommendations and watch choices being made mm, that were not the recommendations. That is so interesting. It was brutal. I felt like there were times little pieces of me was dying because I I feel very connected to the creative and mm-hmm. the strategy that drove the creative. It's just my upbringing. I work with the creatives hands on. I, I do not ideate like I know my place, <laughs> giving them insight, giving them observation, giving them really good strategic feedback and helping shape what gets presented to the client was real important to me and not being able to see what we had as our vision come across was tough. So moving client side really resolved that for me and expand my spirit sphere of influence and really like the true marketer in me come out. And when you think about what you loved about agency world and kind of your entrepreneurial spirit, how do you make sure you keep that um, feeling of newness and excitement when you are going from many brands and clients to one? At the agency side, we actually saw this as an opportunity. So at the time, we created this thing we called Idea Day. So agency side, the agency objectives are always to grow revenue, retainer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like you have a business set of goals, which may not be necessarily aligned with the client's business goals. So what we did was we created a linkage between the two. Idea Day was really... 
the account team and the strategy team constantly throughout the year and the months and the weeks, like pulling these little nuggets that we would hear and we would pin them up on a wall as problems or challenges the clients were looking to solve. Idea Day was really the creative team, the strategy and account teams coming together and ideating with no brief, really just ideating to create to invent creative solutions to business problems. And we would go in and pitch 15, 20 ideas and land two. Now, mm. that's a pretty great success rate, 10%, maybe not the best for <laughs> any sports, but in the agency world, when you're on retainer and you're looking to grow your business, this concept of an idea day really diffused and made it an easy environment to have a very open dialogue with the clients. Say, these are the things we hear you talking about, some creative ways to solve them. Now that we're on the client side, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like I work for an entrepreneurial company. The founder and CEO, David, is the only person to have ever taken two companies to number one on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing list. Like this is, we call ourselves a hyper growth company. So our core values embody what I think is the entrepreneurial mindset. And here there is no, there is nothing holding you back. One of our core values is to invent and simplify. We have a very flat org and we welcome thinking. So whether it's in the wireless sector or just how do we make life better for our customers, we're constantly ideating and coming up with new things. And there's really no set forum for it because mm -hmm. it happens so frequently and so often that it's just really built into the DNA of Mint. And I think it's what makes the brand so much fun to work on. And you, let's talk about the the company and your team for a minute. Mint Mobile is synonymous with Mr. Ryan Reynolds. And I think I'd love to hear from you as CMO with all this agency experience. And, and now you bring maximum effort, the creative agency into the mix. How do you work with all those moving parts? Absolutely. And I'm going to take a step back to take a step forward. So Ryan is about to celebrate his two-year anniversary on Thanksgiving. So nice. it's the 25th of November is his second year, but Mint's a five-and-a-half-year-old brand. So I always talk about us as the five-year overnight success because you hear about bands like that all the time and musicians. But the reality is we put several years of work into the brand, building the infrastructure of the brand building the business all around it. And then Ryan came on and Ryan has really just added jet fuel to this engine or this rocket ship. So when we started, we knew we needed a mix of both best in class agencies and in-house service agency. And the Ryan thing really wasn't there. So we built our Mint Mobile business with really strong best in class agency partners. We use Vayner for our digital media. We use ocean media for television. We use Veritone One for podcast and radio. We have dotted line communications for PR. So we're very agency heavy. And I like that because being an ex-agency guy, I know how to work with agencies to get the most out of them. Fast forward, we bring Ryan on. And yes, we do have an agreement with Maximum Effort. They are a creative shop for us. It's really interesting because we treat all of our agency partners like partners. We really do. We give them insight into the business. We give them insight into short, medium, and long-term challenges. And we engage them as partners. With Ryan, he's an owner. And he doesn't 
act just like a celebrity who's putting his name on this. He's invested in the business. Now, he's not invested in the day-to-day runnings of a wireless company. He's involved in the strategies we're creating, the marketing plans. He signs off on the marketing plan and the marketing budget every year. He's invested in what we're doing, and he helps shape where we're headed and like the cadence of those messages. Working with him is phenomenal, but working with Max effort and the team around him is what really brings it to life. I work with George Dewey on a daily basis. George runs maximum effort. He's also one of Ryan's most trusted business partners. He's worked with him on everything since back to Deadpool days. Now, George is also an ex-copywriter CD from McCann. So he's got the agency background and now switch to the client side too. So we have, we see this world from the same lens, except he's approaching from a creative vantage point and me from the business vantage point or marketing vantage point. Mm-hmm. It really ends up becoming a pretty dynamic team because we're involved in planning. We're involved in strategizing and then we're involved in the execution. Our team is pitching ideas That may include Ryan as the owner of Mint Mobile. Our team is pitching ideas that don't. We're a performance-driven brand, so we have lots of performance creative that isn't centered on Ryan. Mm -hmm. They're driving that. But then that team also has all sorts of ideation sessions on ways to execute and leverage Ryan. And I don't want to give away something we're working on. Oh, come on. I'm not going to do it. I'll give you, (laughs) I will tell you that last year we sent out holiday cards to all of our customers. We are sending out a holiday card again this year, and there's a little special something in there for for all of our subscribers that's beyond the holiday card. And that idea actually came as a marriage between full bars and maximum effort. And the way the teams work together is exceptional. It's different in that, look, we brief like you would brief an agency traditionally. We do that, but we really work with maximum effort and SMS. I send and we engage in text message like I've never engaged before. And it's amazing because you're bound by small amounts of copy. So you got to get right to the point. And when you're looking at creative and giving feedback and doing strategy through SMS, it really makes you cut right to the point. And you can such a good point. So fast. Oh, I never thought about that. I I feel inundated with the means of communication currently being Slack and email, but I might have to play up the text message a bit more. That's a good way to look at it. And the fun thing is that George and I both established early on that, look, it's probably not healthy, but when you like something this much, like this kind of work and working on this brand, it becomes addictive. And I will work late at night or an idea will pop in my head in the middle of the evening and I will just fire him off a text. Now, sometimes he will reply back because (laughs) we're both still awake, but doing that and having that open dialogue and then understanding uh, for me, it's really important that marketers are not just like touching the creative to touch it. It's a Mm -hmm. big thing for me. We've got a big group of folks. Our marketing team has expanded enormously over the last couple of years. But one of the things that's absolutely critical to me is that if we're giving creative feedback, one, it's strategic, but it's giving feedback that is going to motivate some action or behavior. We're making the work better to either sell stuff or better from a brand standpoint, but do not give feedback 
just so you've had a fingerprint on it. That's You're so good. It. That's so good. And I think just to that point, right? I think it's really tough in marketing. Just things are so subjective and there's a lot of different opinions, but to your point, just making sure there's a, a means to an end with the feedback coming from your agency background. Now, brand side, you've seen both sides of the coin. What's a good do if you were giving marketers advice on how to work best with their agency partners to truly treat them like partners? what would you suggest? The thing that have served us really well, take time. So investing in the relationship of your agency and investing, what I mean by that is really explaining to the agency what you're solving for and being very deliberate with how you're measuring success. So for example, many marketers look at television and for running a television ad, sales need to increase. I would argue no, or at least not directly linked between the two. The reason we run television is to generate awareness. That could be awareness for the brand, awareness for an offer, or awareness in an, uh, you hope the action is to drive either search queries or traffic to the website. Full stop. TV cannot sell something beyond that. There is no a way to do transactional elements within a traditional terrestrial 30-second television ad. So stop the measurement there. Now, it's the role of your e-commerce property or your direct-to-consumer engine to take that traffic and convert that traffic. That metric of conversion is the metric for the website. That group should be judged on that metric. Don't make the television buyers and the television buy accountable for transactions, understand what the metric of success is, and then judge the agency on that. That is a big one for us that we really spend a lot of time on because being a direct consumer group, attribution is something everybody talks about. And yet you're trying to attribute the wrong action to the wrong stimulus. So really do, yeah, do be very critical of how you're measuring, but more importantly, bring the agency partner upstream mm -hmm. and share with them. Here's our 30, 60, 90, 120 day plan. Here's why. And then here's our annual plan. And here's why. That's awesome. Any other do's or don'ts that you would share? Yeah, I really believe you have to enable creative. So whether it's thumbprinting and rounding the edges drives me nuts. But what I have found is that there is nothing better than an excellent creative brief. So do spend the time to write an excellent brief with a true insight, not an observation. An observation is not an insight. I don't know how many times <laughs> I have to say this. But an insight is a human truth. An observation is literally just that. I am looking at something and this may or may not be a human truth, but it is a behavior I am seeing. Mm. You've got to pull so and true. Yes. apart. Can you come do a masterclass for us on how to do a creative brief? I would love that. I think a lot of people would get benefit um, from that. Well, and I'll tell you, I actually helped work, not me exclusively. Uh-huh. Big props to Ken Munch, who is the chief marketing officer of Yum Brands, so the holding company of Taco Bell. Tracy LaRocca and the team over there, we reimagined what a creative brief looks like. We call it an ICB, an integrated communications brief. Mm -hmm. And 
there's less than 60 words on the entire page. So I came from agencies where briefs were like decks and many pages. And well, they were brief deep. is in the name. It's so funny. It takes us weeks to write high quality briefs. And the do here is spend the time to invest in writing a super high quality brief. Mm -hmm. But that brief has to clearly articulate the box you want the creative in. Now, some people listening are probably saying, oh, you're putting creatives in a box. What a fail. I, I reject that concept totally. What I like to do is define the box incredibly well and then let the creative teams play within it anywhere they want. Mm -hmm. But without a well-defined parameter, you end up getting work that's off strategy. And mm -hmm. I think that's the miss marketers make. Imagine a marketing experience so immersive, millions can enter your store and try your latest drop from wherever they are. That's the power of augmented reality on Snapchat. Over 200 million Snapchatters engage with AR every day on average. And with Snap's full suite of best-in-class AR tools, you can invite them to try your product, step foot into your store, and more while driving real business results. Visit forbusiness.snapchat.com OIS to learn how your brand can tap into the power of Snap AR. And let's talk about just what's going on for the brand right now. I'd love to dive into what you're excited about, what your team, you touched on a little sneak peek for us on some holiday work, but beyond that, what has you jazzed up right now? Sending late night text messages. I am so excited. There's a ton of things going on right now. This is our busy season. So for those who don't know Mint Mobile, it runs an EDLP strategy. So everyday low price, we actually have the lowest price on wireless in the market. Our wireless starts at 15 bucks a month. People are probably saying it's got to be terrible because it's so cheap. That is actually a human truth. Uh, you get what you pay for. And that is something we've been fighting against since day one. So our work is always centered around how can it be so good when I have to pay so little? Um, so we have a sale going right now, which is not something we ever really do, but we're doing that. So we've got a bunch of work that talks about that, but the work is so good. Uh, we have a new campaign that kicks off tomorrow where our best performing ads of last year, our top performing ad was this ad we call holiday hand or a $500 ad. We literally went out and bought stock footage last year and it was just green screen stock and it was a hand. <laughs> so we put Ryan on green screen and he talks about, it. he says, look at mint, we're not into doing things like spending big money on advertising. It allows us to do things like give a discount to you. That ad performed so well that we created a four ad package this holiday season that is all centered around um, affordability and or affordable stock footage and green screen. <laughs> and it's amazing. I love it. It has me cracking up. Like each execution is better than the, the one before and they're great. So I can't oh, wait for awesome. that campaign to come out. It's so exciting. And the the big trend we saw out of the pandemic was raw footage. You guys are right there, right on trend. So yes, we actually, our ad, we were going to shoot an ad and COVID hit. So we ended up doing what we called Epic Slides. It was just a PowerPoint that- Oh, Ryan I saw that. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. So that was so fun. 
I would like to say we're at the forefront of affordable television production. (laughs) (laughs) Creatives getting creative. I love it. In terms of there's these age old marketing versus, if you will, brand versus performance, agency versus brand side. Let's talk about retention. Sales overnight versus brand over time. There you go. Exactly. I'd love to talk about retention versus acquisition. And I know um, it's not a choose one or the other, but I'd love to know your your approach as the CMO of Mint Mobile to that. Where do you spend your time? What do you view marketing's role in, in retention and acquisition? I actually have the dubious title of being the person who shut down our retention group when I got here my first year. The retention group at the time didn't have like the right mantra, the right MO. I just was not happy with what we were doing. That has changed and we have rebuilt the retention group and I am incredibly excited about it. But retention, so our retention is phenomenal. Like our business, the the act of getting people to subscribe and continue paying for wireless services, actually we're doing quite well there. Um, but I think your question is more about how do you market the two because you have competing objectives. We're very active in Reddit as owners of the brand and as people who are running the business. One of the co-founders of the company, Rizwan, and myself are actually in Reddit engaging with customers. Oh, wow. Daily's tough, but five, six times a week is pretty standard for us. We get blasted every time we do this promotion at the end of the year. Customers who are existing customers get real upset that they can't get the acquisition offer. So- For us, we still take care of our existing customers. We just do it in different ways. Right now, we're running a referral promotion where we're giving customers $100 of credit if they help us grow. The reality is everybody knows somebody who uses wireless service because everybody's got wireless service. (laughs) So if you're new to the brand, you get this smoking hot deal. If you're not new to the brand, you get a chance at almost like 10x the referral incentive. We're taking it from, it's usually 15 bucks up to a hundred. We're doing that to give you the incremental reward. We're also making it easier for you by this, having the smoke and hot deal. So we do things like that where there's competing interests at the same time, but we also look at retention and we do things that are really different for retention. Number one, when the pandemic hit, Like I remember that day, it was Friday the 13th, March 13th, and California issued a stay-at-home order. Our CEO knew something was coming, and we had already allowed people to start working from home. But when that order hit, I got home. My son was home from school. Like It was a weird day, but it was a Friday. And after a few hours, I called him up and I said, hey, we're feeling really weird. I got to imagine we've got customers who are not feeling real good right now. Mm Mm-hmm. What can we do? And at the time, we didn't have an unlimited plan. We had not launched one, and we didn't really see that there was a need for one. But one of the things we saw right away was our customers were anxious. So we, that Friday, we worked and ideated and came up with a resolution on a way to give free unlimited data to every customer on Mint. On Monday, we already had a marketing plan, an engineering solution, and we were out there marketing with Ryan that not to worry If you're a Mint Mobile customer, you have free unlimited data for the next 30 days because nobody knew what was going to happen. There was also talk that the pandemic was going to be two weeks long. So there was a lot of unknowns at the time. We ended up, we didn't do a television ad around it because that's weird. 
But we sent an email and we actually put a voicemail in everybody's voicemail box who are Mint Mobile customers. You can do that? That's pretty cool. I learned that week. (laughs) I didn't know we could do it. Like you start asking questions and you invent and simplify. Again, entrepreneurial mindset. We found out we could do it. Look, I'm not a telco guy, but there are technologic tech telco wizards in this company, like really genius people. So they tell us how to do it. We go right on. Ryan records the voicemail. We drop it into everybody's voicemail box. And then the marketer in me says, so how does this work? And they go, people will just get a voicemail alert. No phone ring, no nothing. And I go, but will they see where it came from? Absolutely. And I go, okay, somebody's going to call back. So when they call back, I want Ryan to have left a voicemail message. And we want people to be able to leave messages back. So we did that. Next thing, we're getting thousands of phone calls back. (laughs) People thanking us. Some of them make you want to cry, right? Like people saying, I can't believe you're doing this. This is so kind. Oh my gosh, big heart. Other people like, thank you. And by the way, your wife is smoking hot and like just (laughs) everything. We cut that into a YouTube video and it's super fun. But we do stuff like that. That to me is retention on Mother's Day. We had Ryan read the gingerbread man story. And then we gave customers a phone number. All the Mint Mobile customers could call this phone number, basically put it on speaker. And we positioned it as it's story time. Mom gets the night off. Go take a bath. Oh, yes. I did see that one. (laughs) So fun. Like the holiday card. Like these are things that which wireless company is sending holiday cards to people? Which wireless company is doing a reading of the gingerbread man so mom can have the night off. Like these are very atypical to the wireless sector. And I think just brands in general, but Mint is about affordable value. It's still a really premium, high quality service. And we want to interject some humanity and personality into it as well. And so do you feel like it it sounds like you guys have a pretty good balance between your efforts and time spent as a marketing team on both the retention and acquisition side? Do you feel like that's a, it's a good balance for you? I would be lying if I said it was equal. Uh, The reality is we do spend more time on acquisition because we're a hyper growth company and Mm -hmm. growth is what we've got our mindset on. And the lion's share of our budgets are there. Retention is not something that's an afterthought. It's Mm -hmm. constantly in our mind. And I think retention we talk about is a place where we can surprise and delight. That's tough to do in the acquisition side. So to me, it opens up like a bunch of tools and approaches that are different from acquisition. And some are more fun, some are more tactical, but like it's a neat new thing you can explore, which is I think the approach we take. Tell me about your team, because I know you've been with the company long enough to see it grow immensely. How was the team? What, how many people on day one compared to today? We had, I want to say five or six uh, people in the marketing department, and then maybe another five or six in the creative department. I say it that way, and I'm being very intentional with my language because good people, solid folks working really hard but not classical marketers by either scholastic or education or for that matter, just on the job training. It was a small team and most of that team has turned over since I've been there. And now we've built a real marketing juggernaut. I'm really proud of this group. And 
it sounds very cliche and we can go into it later if you want, but this is my family. This is my second family. And we are so tight. We operate like that. And then I have the agency. So the agency is its own division. Full bars has a full staff group. I want to say there's something along the lines of 70 plus people. Our company was just over 200 people big January 1st, 2021. Okay. Hired 207 people so far this year. Wow. So we've, yeah, it's insane. Like we get the emails on Monday and I think the record is like 12 new people starting on a Monday. You, it's impossible. We've had to really change how we work as an organization because when you're bringing this many new folks on, onboarding is really important. Flattening right. the org is really important. The beauty of Zoom and Google Hangouts is that if you really are intentional, you can make sure you spend quality time with all the new folks. Yeah, We operate in 90-day cycles. And one of the 90-day cycles, we call them rocks. I took on a rock that was to make sure every new hire accomplishes 80% of their first 90 days rocks. And really what that did was gave me one-on-one time with these new hires, allowed me to explain how the company works explain our philosophies on brand, D2C, and the agency, and also get to know them, show them the ropes, and get them going. Yeah, and hiring Aaron that many people in that amount of time, you can't possibly be in every interview, or, or you don't want to be. You have That's what your team's for. But how is that's how do true. you as a leader, oh, you are in every interview? Look, it, this is, I take a huge sense of pride and ownership over this team. It was not always exceptional. When I first got here, it was a little bumpy. And there was a phrase that I pulled from my agency days when I worked at Ryan Partnership. Dave Ryan used to sign off every single email with it. And it was F-B-N-A, Dave Ryan. And I, we asked him, what is F-B-N-A? And he said, it's an acronym, free beer, no assholes. And I'm like, what? And he goes, look, we work in an agency. We work hard and we grind. To be successful, you have to work hard. So there should always be a reward. I love beer. So there's always going to be free cold beer in the fridge. If you're working hard and you need a beer, go have one. Reward yourself. Free beer. No assholes is like just an extension of that. Because we work so hard and because we're an agency, we've got to work for it. (laughs) We've got procurement. We've got all the other touch points that are constantly working against you as an agency. It is so hard to be successful that the last thing we're going to do is we're going to hire assholes. So we have a no asshole policy in this company. Now, what I have done is I've taken that and I want to interview every single person who's coming into the marketing department with the exception of interns, because one, I want to make sure they're going to be a culture fit. Mm -hmm. I oftentimes start the interview with, look, you are not going to talk to me at all about your technical acumen, no matter what skill set you have, because you could probably snow me through the whole interview. And all I know is that you can talk the talk. I want to get to know the person. Mm -hmm. I want to see how they think. I want to make sure that they're going in they're a good fit from a mindset standpoint with the team they're going into because this is a group that is very high performing and I want to make sure we're being additive to that, not derivative. And that, that's a real fear I have. 
That is so true. We talk a lot. We have a DEI council. And one of the things we talk about is the term culture ad versus culture fit. And you just hit the nail on the head. It's we got to start seeing people as what they can bring to the table, what's maybe missing from your current team or additive to that versus just so much of the same, because we don't really get very far with that. Give me like maybe your top two, one to two skills that you're like, this is what I'm looking for when I'm looking for candidates for the team. I love problem solvers, creative thinkers. Cause look, I hire, look, I hire media people. Mm-hmm. I hire brand marketers and I hire creatives, but creative thinking is not something that just lives in creative, like maybe for an ad, but I work with media folks who are brilliant and they get faced with challenges and problems. And if they weren't creative thinkers, Mm -hmm. obtuse, acute, all these different approaches, we wouldn't get to really neat, interesting solutions. So creative problem solving and critical thinking are really important. And then the other question I ask, which kind of messes with people a little bit is what do you like to do for fun? And the reason I ask that is because one is very unexpected, but I want to make sure people have a life and they're doing interesting things in this life because that interest, I don't care what your interests are, but I just interviewed someone who makes their own clothes and I'm like, Wow, that's neat. That has zero application with anything we do here. But I bet you, if you're faced with the challenge of making your own clothes, you just have a perspective on the world that is so different from most of us because all we know is buy online or go to the store and try it on and walk out with it. Like I'm looking for people with hobbies and things that could potentially bring new lensing to what we do. So critical thinking and then what do you do for fun are the two most, I think, telling things for me on is this person going to be a fun, good fit and bring something exciting to our company? Well, I also think it just leaves a good impression. I'll tell you, um, my colleague Jordan and I just, we just hired for a community coordinator to join our team. And the woman that we hired, her name is Netta. Shout out to Netta. She really got us with her personality. And she, I, I think we asked her that question, like, what it tells about yourself. And she just kept throwing in there that she loves to dance and it had no relevance to the interview that she loves to dance. But we love that she just brought her whole self to the interview and, and she left a good impression. We have to do is take these sort of like personality things where it's like Absolutely. my authentic self versus my work self. Yep. I find that if you're just true to who you are, man, work's so much more enjoyable. What keeps you up at night as a CMO right now? It's holiday season. So transaction volume and cost per sale. It's very uh, microscopic right now because we are in the beginnings of our big holiday push. That is a big one for me. The other one is how are we going to double in size again next year? We enter, so we're almost through our planning cycle. And for Mint, we want to double or greater the size of the brand every single year. So what are we going to do to 2X Mint Mobile next year? That one I pace. It's a big one. I actually, yeah, it's a bizarre one. It's a fun one to work on, but I typically have my best think time around 1030 to midnight. And I will just pace around the house or in the garage or something. It's just Hey, it's the we only all have, way I can think. Yeah, we all have our, our methods. Yeah, that's a tough one. And I want to end on a note back to the 
point about being your authentic self and ask you if you were not CMO and I, by the way, you seem to just truly enjoy your job and your role and your team. So I think that's fantastic. We don't have time for anything else in this life. So that's great that you found that. What would you be doing, Aaron, if not the CMO of Mint Mobile, if you had all the talent in the world, all the money? Well, I mean, that sounds like retirement. So um, (laughs) I would probably be on a beach in the water surfing somewhere, but I love to sort of mix passion and work. So I would find a way to bring my passions in. I tell you, I I never thought I'd want to be little league sports coach, but now that my son is. Oh yeah. He's at the perfect age for that. Oh yeah. And soccer, I don't know squat about. So I was learning a lot in soccer, but he starts basketball in a couple of weeks. And like I have told, I've told my wife, if the coach needs help and I'm available, I want to help. So I would probably be doing one of those two, but I'll tell you the thought of not doing this right now is actually like a little gut wrenching for me because it is so much fun. I've got world-class partners, a brand that's on fire. We're doing the right thing for the customer and the business is growing. It's just it is like an exceptionally fun time to be at Memphis. That's awesome. And and hey, you can do that job from the beach. You pretty much are right now. So there you go. Uh, I may have taken a few phone calls from the sand these last few weeks. Nothing wrong with good. that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me. I, I seriously enjoyed the conversation and I'm going to seriously pester you about doing something around the creative brief for our marketing community. I think that's such a big topic and I think a lot of people could learn from that just given your experience. I would love it. I would love it. And I'd also tell you, Ken Munch is an absolute wizard at this. He's written a book. It's called Red. It's phenomenal. So I I think he is probably quipped, but I'm I'm happy to do it. I'm not trying to dodge it, but I want you to get the A plus cream of the crop. Ken would be the guy. Okay. Very cool, Aaron. Thank you so much and best of luck with the holiday season. Thank you. Have a great Thanksgiving and enjoy your holiday as well. You as well. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd love your help in sharing CMO Moves with one of your friends or colleagues, and please also be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Better yet, leave us a review while you're at it. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.